Welcome to Leadership Behind the Scenes with me, Nomi Natan, Executive Coach and Leadership Consultant. In this podcast, we champion human-friendly leadership because you're human first and leader second. We share tips and insights on how you can increase your impact and influence so you can be the leader you've always dreamt of being and feel proud when you look in the mirror. Hello and welcome to another episode of Leadership Behind the Scenes. Today we'll talk about meditating with kids and we'll talk about the habit placeholder. If you have a habit you'd really like to put in place, you need to know about the habit placeholder, particularly if you're struggling to put that habit in place. And if you take the habit placeholder and combine it with the Japanese form of Kaizen, which I'm going to explain also in this episode, well, then you're on to a winner. So take a breath and let's dive in. People often ask me about meditating with children. Because a lot of people know that I meditate. I've been meditating daily since August 2008. And a lot of people also know that I have two young kids. And so how do you do it when the kids are around? And this is where I realized that there's something called the habit placeholder. So let me start by telling you about a morning. This was about a year ago. And I was alone with the girls for a few days. And this was weekend, so there was no chance of them going off to childmind or nursery or school, which meant I had them for the whole day. And if I wanted to get my meditation in, I was going to have to do it with them awake. The kind of meditation I do, Vedic meditation, is not meant to be done just before bedtime. It's meant to be done uh, before breakfast on an empty stomach and then before dinner again on an empty stomach. And if you've had young children, you know that trying to figure out what time you need to get up to get up before them can be near impossible. It's getting slightly easier as they get older. They get a bit more predictable. But when they're very young, and at this stage, I think my youngest was about 19 months. And so I didn't manage to get up before her. She woke up incredibly early. And I thought, wow, I, I need my meditation. I mean, I can count the days that I miss a meditation in a year on one hand. Seriously, it matters to me. I have different ways of flexing it, but I do make sure I get it in. Vedic meditation, when you learn it, it's two times 20 minutes a day. And yep, that doesn't always happen. I have little kids. I have a very full schedule, but my absolute minimum is one time 10 minutes with a couple of minutes sort of to come out. So one time 12 minutes a day is my absolute minimum. So there it was Saturday morning, looking at my little cutie pie and thinking, oh my, if I'm going to look after you and your older sister's going to wake up in a few, you know, well, in an hour or so, if I'm going to enjoy that, if I'm going to be the kind of mom I want to be, if I'm not going to be impatient and just, you know, ah, on that edge the whole day. I really need my my 10 minutes of bliss. And so I think, okay, well, I've always meditated with my older one and um, she sort of got used to it. 
and I'm just going to sit down and I'm just going to meditate. And I sit down on the couch in our lounge. And at this stage, she's just started toddling around, right? So she's walking around the lounge and, you know, doing things. And she's not demanding anything of me, my little one. But I sit and I close my eyes. And my rule normally for interruptions with meditation is don't open your eyes. It's okay to say something. I mean, really, it's not. But if I have to get interrupted, just just don't open your eyes. That really loses the meditation. But saying something, I can say something quickly and, and sort of not be too jarred if I really, really have to, if there's kiddos around. But she's 19 months, you know, she could do things that's dangerous. And so here I have to break. I have to break my rules. I have to do it how I don't want to do. I have to open my eyes a few times in the meditation and glance up and see what she's doing. And she's coming to me and she's sort of bouncing into me and then she's doing something else. And she's perfectly content to just, you know, bumble around because she's seen me meditate many, many, many times, usually when my husband's around. So there's been someone else to keep an eye on her. And so she doesn't do anything dangerous, but I don't know. So I keep checking. And at one stage, I catch myself with a thought thinking, is it even worth meditating? <laughs> I mean, if I'm not really meditating, if all the time I have to sneak an eye open to check, where is she now in the room? Now it got too silent. Maybe that's not good either, right? Because you never know with little ones what they, could, what they could start doing. And that's when I came up with the pl- placeholder, the habit placeholder. And this is what I want you to know. The hardest thing about forming a habit is getting into the habit of having it. It's not doing the thing, it's the habit of having it, right? So it would have been easy for me to say, well, I can't really meditate today, so I'll just skip it. And Sunday I would be along with the girls too, so oh, I'll just skip it and I'll just wait a few days until I'm with the girls. But you know how... how how hard it is to get into a habit and you know how easy it is to get out of a habit, right? As soon as we get out of a habit and we lower our standards and saying, well, it's okay to skip this. You know, days go past and it's hard and we just acclimatize, oh, I'm all right without. It's okay. Yeah, you know, I'll start going to the gym again next month or after Christmas or when the summer holiday starts or when the summer holiday is over, right? We do this thing that we postpone it. And actually, what I realized there in that moment was that even if the quality of that meditation didn't at all measure up, to what I'm accustomed to and what really floats my boat, there was something really important about it. One, I was teaching my daughter that this is a part of life. And, you know, as every day she gets used to seeing me meditate and she'll get better and better at managing herself during the 10 minutes that I might sneak in meditation if I'm alone with them. But second of all, it creates an imprint in my day and in my life that means this is where meditation belongs and that imprint is there every day so every day I go okay this is where meditation fits I better I better sit down I better find a way to make this happen because making space for it is the most challenging thing and here's the thing as human beings we're always looking to save energy right we try to make things routine and habit so that we no longer have to think about it doing new things creating new stuff meeting new people 
trying a new skill that takes tremendous amounts of energy and as human beings we try to make something familiar and get it on autopilot so that we can save energy it's basic human nature because we're wired to have as much energy as possible available for you know the survival stuff and so this is why we need to make things happen so it's just in there and it doesn't require extra energy and so if you want to start you know doing plank you know to strengthen your core muscles or if you want to go for a run or start meditating or whatever it is that you want to do read every day the hardest thing is not the reading the hardest thing is not to lie on the floor and do two minutes of playing the hardest thing is to make sure that it actually happens and so this is where i'd encourage you to create a placeholder so even when my meditation isn't going to be exactly how I want it to be because the conditions aren't ideal. I make it a habit of doing it anyway. So the space is there every day so I know it's going to happen. And I want you to do the same for yourself in your life. Make space. Create the fence around that thing, that one habit you really want to create. And yeah, don't try all 10 at once because that doesn't work. One at a time is much better. But create a space around it. Choose a time a day and when it happens and whether it's a daily one or you know once a week or twice a week, doesn't matter. But put the reminder on the phone and make that your time for the thing, even if you're too tired to do the plank or go for the run or whatever. And then apply a Japanese a Japanese concept. It's called Kaizen. Sorry for butchering the beautiful Japanese language. It's spelled K-I-Z-E-N if you want to look it up. Kaizen. Basically, the idea is that it's about progress. And actually, you know, if you've heard Tony Robbins ever speak, he'll often talk about the fact that human happiness comes from the feeling that we're making progress. It's not from the achievement of a thing it's actually the feeling that hey we're progressing that's what makes us truly happy i'm moving towards something i'm constantly progressing so i heard the idea of kaizen apply to habits some while back there's a book which i can't remember the title but basically the idea is when we try to start something new often we go into fight flight mode right our brain goes into fear mode because it's scary it's overwhelming can i do it right it brings up all kinds of stuff when we go into all kinds of overdrive of just i'm gonna get all the running gear in the world and then it's gonna be great or oh i probably can't do it and what the kaizen approach is is instead to just do a little and keep increasing it so if you want to do plank okay don't start with two minutes start start with 10 seconds if every day you increase it by five seconds and you do it daily well very soon you'll be able to do two minutes right if you just ran for one minute a day and then each week you increase it by another minute by the end of the year you can run for 52 minutes so continuous improvement this kaizen principle little all the time makes a massive difference and if you do that together with the habit placeholder place it in even if you're not really ready to start your habit make that space in your diary and go oh this is where it fits this is my reading time you know I'm too tired to read so I'll just read one page but I made the space then it's not hard the next day to read two pages make the space for it and then do continuous improvement 
I'd love to hear how you're getting on. What habit are you going to choose to focus on? What are you going to make space for? Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with your friends and colleagues. And it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review in iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening, as it will help other people find the podcast. If you don't want to miss another episode, do subscribe here and head over to nominatan.com and sign up for my email list too. Now take a breath. Because no matter how busy we are, there's always time to breathe. Have a great day.